The Bible don't say not to. Reason enough. Good morning and thank you for joining us. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 3, according to his divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Let's consider this morning this concept of knowledge. When one option of a category is specified, all other options are included. In 2 Kings 5, when God told Naaman to dip in the Jordan River, even Naaman understood that it excluded all other rivers, and he got angry about it. When God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, he didn't tell him every place else not to go, but Jonah got mad and rebelled. We read of bread and fruit of the vine specifically when we talk about the Lord's Supper, which excludes all other items. Because the Lord himself specified immersion when it comes to baptism, sprinkling, pouring are excluded. When it is specified singing, instruments, clapping, or other noise-making devices are excluded. These rules of language are familiar to us, even though when we look at things like we have in the Bible here, we think a little differently. Well, let's step into our world. When we go to a pharmacy, we understand having the prescriptions filled precisely and exactly is rather crucial. Builders follow a, a specific set of guidelines from drawings and blueprints. If you're a cook, you follow recipes very specifically in order to get the exact same results. If we didn't understand language this way, language would be useless. Language allows us to, in, to, to share information, and so we have an understanding in a similar fashion. Suppose I invite you to dinner at 7 o'clock next Saturday night, and I name the location and the name of the restaurant. The time is specified, therefore it rules out all other times. The day is specified. It rules out all other days. The location rules out all other locations. But notice what is not specified. Dress, therefore you can dress any way you feel is appropriate for the matter and things of that line. How you get there is up to you. So where things are specified, it rules out all other items. In Acts chapter 20, upon the first day of the week, verse number 7, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to part on the morrow, and he continued his speech until midnight. The Lord's Supper, being the first day of the week, is specified, but not the time. Therefore, we can partake any time the congregation feels it is expedient or that it is appropriate to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Some things are specified, but in this instance, not everything is specified. In the music category, singing is specified, but the style of songs, or whether we sing in unison or we sing in harmony, is open for the congregation to decide. How many songs, when those songs are sang, how many verses of those songs, it's all up to the local congregation. In the category of what we teach or preach, we are to teach the gospel of Christ. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be down. Mark 16, 15, 16. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. 2 Peter 4 and 2. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Paul teaches us to teach the same thing he delivered to Timothy. 
2 Timothy 2 and 2. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Christians are also taught to assemble, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Hebrews 10 and 25. As the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. We're not told where to worship. We're not told specifically what time worship is to start or the order of worship. We are told all things should be done decently and in order. Some things are specified. Other things are left up to our discretion. The Bible plainly teaches, do not add to the word of God. Do not take away from the word of God. We go back to the old law. It's been taught for a while. Deuteronomy 12 and 8. You shall not do after, rather, let's try that again. Ye shall not do after all the things that we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. Just because a man sees nothing is wrong with a belief or an act does not mean that God approves it. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, Proverbs 14 and 12, that the end thereof are the ways of death. In Deuteronomy 4 and 2, you shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord God which I commanded you. Deuteronomy 12, 32, whatsoever I commanded you, observe to do it, thou shalt not add thereto nor diminish from it. In the book of Proverbs 30, beginning verse number 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. And add thou not to his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. In the Revelation, chapter 22, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away the words of the book of prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. So it is specified in multiple places, do not add to, do not take from. Paul specified, do not preach any other gospel, I believe it was to the Galatians, than that which we have delivered unto you. And he repeated himself more than one time. What happens when people act outside of having authority? When the Ark of the Covenant was returned to Israel, care was taken, that proper respect was shown. Uzzah was only trying to be helpful. We read of his account in 1 Chronicles chapter 13. When they came into the threshing floor of Shidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the ox stumbled, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him because he put his hand against the ark, and therefore he died before God. David became angry at the Lord's outburst at Uzzah, just as some become angry today, suggesting that God will not accept their good intentions. But what men sees as harmless is not necessarily harmless to God. Only after consulting the law did David understand no one was to touch the Ark of the Covenant. It was not to be on a cart, but it was the Levites told to carry the Ark in a very specific manner through staves or poles that ran down the side of the Ark. In the second chapter later, David says, None ought to carry the Ark of God but the Levites, for them hath the Lord God chosen to carry the Ark of God and to minister unto him forever. And he said unto them, First Chronicles 15 and 12. Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel upon the place that I prepared for it. Because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. 
So the priests and Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. The children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves their own, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. They did it in the beginning, but they did after the message was delivered via the death of Uzzah. Today's individual in our modern society believe in their hearts that they can help and improve God's plan, whether it be from the church, the way we worship, or practically anything. We go all the way back into the Old Testament. The prophet Jeremiah said in 6 and 16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they replied, We will not walk therein. The prophet Jeremiah, the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. 23 and 16. He said in verse 26 of the same chapter, How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of deceit of their own heart. And then in verse 32, I'm against them that prophesy false dreams, says the Lord. Do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not nor command them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And then verse 33, and when this people or a prophet or a priest shall ask, he's saying, what is the burden of the Lord? And thou shalt say unto them, what burden? For I even will forsake you, saith the Lord. And as for the prophet and the priest and the people that shall say, the burden of the Lord, I will even punish that man and his house. Christ spoke in Matthew chapter 14, leave them alone, speaking of the false prophets. They be blind leaders of the blind, and to the blind lead the blind, they both shall fall in the ditch. To the to Colossians, Paul said in chapter 2, Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of this world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are, are to perish with the using, after the commandments and doctrines of men which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. The New International Version in verse number 23 says, Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship and their false humility. And the New American Standard Version says, These are matters which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion. That's what they were doing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and Apollos for your sake, that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that none of you be puffed up for one against the other. One is astonished at how men presume the right to speak and, and act of their own initiative and their own thoughts, and they do whatever they desire without even consideration of what the Lord Jesus asked them to do. We see them inventing and adding various kinds of worship and the organization of the church and the various alternative ways of salvation and obeying the gospel and ignoring what the scriptures said. We read in 3 John verse 9, Whosoever transgresses, that crosses the line, and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. Little children, it is the last time, 1 John 2 and 18, as you have heard that the Antichrist shall come. 
and they are now here. There are many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from among us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be manifest that they were not all of us. We must never assume that we have the right to act or to speak in the silence of God. Respect for the silence of the Scripture is just as important as what the Scripture has said. Today's those that are in the movement of change. Where does the Bible say not to? How could such men be learned and, and educated where we started in the knowledge of the Scripture? I have seen so many reversals of religion in just the past few years. We used to do it this way, and that was the way to go in order to please God, but we now go this way, which is right the opposite of what we did back then. In 2 Peter chapter 3, the New American Standard Version says the following, Regard the patience of our Lord, verse 15, as salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, as also in all his letters, speaking to them of these things, of which some things are hard to understand. What did he say? Which the untaught and the unstable distort as they do the rest of their scriptures. They teach untaught, they distort to their own destruction. And those that follow them, the blind, leading the blind, they both end up in the same place. Friends, how can it be any plainer? Among their very own distortion, among their very own destruction. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would learn, all would understand, all would trust, all would obey what he has said and what he has not. And repent of those things that are not in harmony with that perfect will that was not set forward by his beloved apostles, which were told to go preach to all the world and were warned, don't add to Doke take from, and we are better than they? Our time is gone. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.